To successfully lead others, you must first win within yourself. And that's understanding who you are, igniting your superpowers, and nurturing your skills. When you can do that for yourself, you can do that for your team. Successful leadership starts from the inside, or shall we say, the win side. I'm your host, Terry Lee. Let's get it. Let's go. Hello and welcome to episode five of Lead from the Wind Side. This is your host, Terry Lee. I'm a leadership development coach, speaker, trainer, and consultant. So again, thanks for joining us on, on this journey and this episode. In this episode, I'm going to continue to talk about the skills of emotional intelligence. And specifically on this episode, I'm going to talk about the interpersonal realm of emotional intelligence. And I think from a, from a leadership perspective, this might be the most important realm of them all because it speaks to your ability as a leader to connect with people in a variety of ways. And so, you know, when I talk about being important from a leadership perspective, you know, you're leading people, you're, you're connecting with people and having those interpersonal abilities are critical. So the interpersonal realm consists of three subsections, interpersonal relationships, empathy, and social responsibility. I'm only going to talk about interpersonal relationships and empathy on this episode. I want to save social responsibility for another episode because I think it it fits well with the topic of diversity and leadership. So let's let's start with interpersonal relationships. And that's the ability to establish and maintain mutually satisfying relationships. Mutual satisfaction means that there's give and take. Doesn't mean that there's agreement 100% of the time. But there does mean that there is mutual respect for the relationship. So someone good at building interpersonal relationships has the ability to tune in and listen to another person's thinking style, be flexible and aware of their own communication style, but also be cognizant of the emotions that come into play. In short, they're a great communicator. And to be an effective communicator, you must first be willing to listen for understanding And that requires objectivity and awareness of your thinking preferences. So let's talk about objectivity here. So you have to have the ability to set aside your thoughts and beliefs for the moment about that person, situation or topic and be open to hearing other perspectives. When When you can be objective, you're giving your full attention, which then can allow you to respond with the intent of seeking to understand as opposed to the intent of just having your turn to talk. So being objective opens up that linking and bringing thinking that I talked about in episode one. You know, your objectivity allows you to potentially link new information the person is giving you to the information you already have, which brings about new possibilities. So let's circle back a little bit and, and talk about how that happens in the real world. Sometimes we have differing opinions with someone, uh, different ideologies, different beliefs, different experiences. And when there is a clash, sometimes we want to put up a wall and say, I'm just going to let them talk till I get my turn in. And when you put up that wall, there's no invitation for understanding. Uh, There's no invitation for give and take. There's no, there's no exchange. Uh, So you have that objectivity up there. Uh, You're not objective. You're just you, again, you're just not you're not seeking to understand you're, you're waiting for your turn. And then 
you you miss on an opportunity to build understanding. You miss on opportunity to add to what you already know. You miss on opportunities to to build that relationship because you you put up this wall um, and you you lose out on all the possibilities that otherwise being objective allows you to have. Now let's talk about your thinking style. You know, if the person you're communicating with does not communicate in your preferred thinking style, you also might have tuned, have uh, trouble tuning in uh, to them. So for an example, let's talk about thinking style. Maybe you're the type of person who would rather skip the small talk, talk and say, you know, you just want to get to the point. However, the person you're communicating with prefers to have a little small talk first. Um, so your ability to build those healthy relationships requires the ability to listen to contrasting communication styles and seeking mutual understanding as opposed to forcing one style over another. And you know, I, I see this happen a lot in the office place. Um, leaders who who really just want to get to the point, they, they don't they're, they're not interested in building relationships. They're not interested in learning about uh, the person they're communicating with. And what happens over a period of time is that person starts actually stops sharing information and you you you're going to lead people who you have no connection with. And then when times of trouble, stress and crisis occur, those, those people are not going to support you because you have not built a connection. So when you think about you know your thinking style and and contrasting thinking styles, you, you have to recognize and be open to everybody's going to think differently. Uh, so they're going to present differently. So that leads into, you know, the way in which you communicate or express yourself can add or subtract to your ability to build relationships. You know, your thinking style can dictate your communication style. So using the example I just used, um, if you prefer, if your preferred thinking style is about data and numbers, this means that this means that your communication style likely corresponds with that. So having that ability to flex in communication styles and reach and connect with people who have contrasting thinking styles uh, is critical because, you know, if, if you don't consider the thinking styles of your audience, your message can likely get lost in translation. George Bernard Shaw once said the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it took place. So seriously, think about your communication and check for understanding with others and, you know, and do that often to ensure that you're making a uh, a connection. Let's get into the second subsection of the interpersonal realm, and that's empathy. And then empathy is the ability to see the world from another person's perspective. It's the capacity to see what another person is thinking, feeling and perceiving. You know, empathy often gets confused with sympathy. But an easy way to remember the difference between empathy and sympathy is go to a card store and read sympathy cards. Sympathy cards express how you are feeling about a, another person's loss or situation. So you might hear my condolences or you, you might read I'm sorry for your loss. So it, it starts with how you feel. Empathy, on the other hand, acknowledges and expresses how someone else is feeling in a certain situation. So people with high empathy complement sympathy cards with great handwritten messages that include empathy. So if you want to think about how to gauge your empathy level, if, you, if you're somebody who writes great messages in sympathy cards, you probably have high empathy. 
If you're somebody who only signs your name on a sympathy card, you might want to take a look into your level of empathy. So that's just a way, a great way to measure. Uh, something also to remember, empathy uh, doesn't always mean agreement either. I think some people think that if they show empathy, they're showing agreement or abandoning their values and beliefs. So they choose not to be empathetic. And that to me, that's a that's a terrible choice to make um, because it, being showing empathy for someone doesn't mean you have to immediately agree with them or or immediately change your beliefs. It just says that you're listening. It says that you see them. It says that you acknowledge them. And I think that's the first thing people look for when it's time to build relationships. You know, research tells us that it's easier to show empathy towards people who are like us uh, because we already understand them. So that means we don't have to stretch that understanding muscle very much. You know, and then this leads to psychologically sorting people, which means we we um, collect ourselves and, and connect with people and groups who are like us. Again, psychologically sorting people to say that group's over there, but that's not my group. This is my group. I better understand them. So I, I challenge you to take a look at your social networks, your your networks physically and electronically. What does it look like? Are they all the same color, same economic status, same gender, same neighborhood or same part of town? same job or company, same interests, et cetera, et cetera. We can, we can go on. If you're seeing a lot of the same, you're going to have challenges with showing empathy for people with different experiences than you. So if you want to build your empathy skills, you, you've got to break out of your comfort zone. You got to break out of your bubble. You got to get rid of that sameness so you can hear different experiences. Because when you're exposed to different experiences, your brain takes in new data to consider new emotions to experience, new links that make new connections that bring on new possibilities. So you have to be willing to choose to hear and be open to those experiences. When you make the choice, you're also choosing that path to having more empathy. As a leader, the people you lead are most likely going to be different than you in many ways. And and as the, as the As a leader, your most important role is to position them to be successful. But everybody's path is going to be different because what they bring to the table is going to be different and how they bring it to the table is going to be different. So you have to be open to those those different styles and you have to have some empathy for those different styles. Um, You know, research, uh, Daniel Goldman's research shows that um, there or his findings show that there are three different three distinct areas of focus when it comes to empathy that makes leaders more effective. And I, you know, I, I really agree with these. He, he talks about cognitive empathy and that's the ability to understand another person's perspective, emotional empathy, the ability to feel what someone else feels and empathic concern, the ability to sense what another person needs from you. So cognitive empathy is really about being curious as a leader. Learning how other people think, why they think that way and what works for them and what doesn't work for them. You know, when you're curious and ask questions, you learn about other perspectives and you can create more meaningful ways of communication and connection, especially with the people you lead. And then emotional empathy. You know, this is the this is the type of empathy that usually um, talk is talked about when this subject comes up. So as a leader, the people you lead really want to feel acknowledged. They want to feel listened to. And they want to feel understood. 
and emotional empathy requires you to tune into the whole person as they communicate. You want to listen to what they're saying, how they're saying it, and even paying attention to what their body is doing. This will allow your mind to make a connection with others and, and give you a better sense of, of the emotions that that person is experiencing. And then there's empathic concern. And empathic concern is understanding what people need from you in a moment, especially in, uh, in crisis and in change and high stress. Sometimes people just need you to listen. Sometimes they need clarification or direction. And sometimes they just need a calm voice. Whatever the need is, you must first be able to set aside your own emotions and assumptions to clearly identify the need. And uh, to me, empathic concern, when, when, you can, when you can give to a group of people or a person what they need in the moment, that really has a huge uh, emotional uh, and empathic imprint on that person. And you make a, a real uh, impact on that person when you can do that. So when you think about levels of empathy, they're, they're not a fixed personality trait. You know, empathy is a skill that can be built or strengthened by intentionally choosing and practicing it on a daily basis. So think about that. Uh, every time you have a conversation, am I showing empathy or what level of empathy am I, am I showing at the moment? And if you need to raise it, raise it. If you feel good about it, you know, that's okay too, but pay attention to the level of empathy that you're giving. You see, the, the ability to build effective, productive, and meaningful interpersonal relationships hinges on your ability to show empathy for people, uh, for many different types of people. And this is one of the things that makes a winning leader. So let's jump into the summary and talk about our win code for today's, for today's episode of, of talking about the interpersonal realm of interpersonal relationships and empathy. So the W. The W stands for waiter, and I'm talking about a waiter in a restaurant. As a leader, you have to have the mindset of a waiter delivering food to a table. Waiters have to be able to balance varying sizes of dishes on a platter in order to get the food safely to their table. They, they're not arguing with the kitchen saying, I'm only carrying small plates today. They carry the order that was taken, and they take pride in serving that order. Leaders in this sense, are able to connect and understand various types of styles and personalities. And, and their service is about positioning their teams for success. So as a waiter, um, as a leader with a waiter mindset, you're balancing all different types of personalities. You're balancing all different types of skills and you're delivering that success and you want to deliver it with pride. And then there's the I. The I stands for being interested. Being interested means that you're curious to learn about the people that are on your team, the people that you lead. By asking questions, you help gain insight to how they work, how they think, where they're from. You are seeking to understand. You are connecting with them. And then you're also choosing the path of empathy. So always be interested in what's going on with the people that you work with, what's going on with the people that you lead. And then the N, the N stands for needs. Being able to see what the people you lead need, especially in times of change and stress. When you're proactive in making connections and building relationships, you'll be much more in tune to identifying those needs and showing up as a leader. So that's it. That's the interpersonal realm. 
building interpersonal relationships and showing empathy. Again, like I said in the beginning, I think this is one of the most critical things as a leader, because when you can connect with people, when you can show people you understand, when you can show people that they are acknowledged, people will follow you. And I, I don't always like to use the word follow, but as a leader, you want to build uh, a, a team of people who buy into your mission, who who recognize what the vision is, and they, they want to put work into attaining that vision. So, you know, building those relationships and showing empathy are, are critical foundational building blocks to do that. So there you go. That's it. That's episode five. And always, I want to thank Team Lee for your support and dedication in, in helping me through this journey. And we will see you next time on Lead from the Windside.